0: Hey, hi everyone. Welcome to SAMA, a program where experts are invited to discuss a topic from their area of expertise. And in this episode, we're delighted to have Martha Ugart to talk about Pono, Pono. Hello. <laughs> hi. Martha has been practicing self-identity through hope and pain since 2009, which is uh, 10, 11, 12 years now. She feels eternally grateful to have started cleaning. Now, this isn't cleaning as in scrubbing. This is spiritual cleaning and cleaning in other ways. Whilst she was pregnant with her son, she holds a Bachelor's of Science degree in psychology and is a minor in biology. Now, self-identity through Haupanapono became a way of life for her in 2015 when she became part of Dr. Aihe Kala Huelen's cleaning team. In 2016, her and her mother were chosen by Dr. Hulan and Joanne Kailikia to expand the Zero Wise website to Spanish. She's also served as a Spanish translator for a radio show uh, Ms. Kaya, Ms. Kaya. <laughs> I really don't know how to say that. And online, zero doctors S-I-T-H classes. Martha, it's a blessing to us to have you on our show. Welcome.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you. I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Now, Pono shows, it's, it's a kind of strange name to say, and it makes one think it's kind of unusual. What exactly is Ho'oponopono? Ho'oponopono.
1: So, ho'oponopono is a spiritual way of life for Hawaiians. And um, the Hawaiian language uses, um, like, put together words to make a new word. So, ho'o means to make right. And pono means, like, righteousness or good. So, it's to make right. To bring balance or to make right.
0: Thank you. Is ho'oponopono um, in Hawaii?
1: Well, uh, traditional Ho'oponopono was a way that, um, uh, traditional Hawaiians solved problems. It's a type of mediation that you would like go to a kahuna and have, and like vent out your grievances with somebody else. And, um, and then, you know, you would say you're sorry. And then that person would say sorry back to you. And then you would, uh, and it, it's, it, it's a whole um, process. But our founder, Mornan Aramakosimono, which we'll show you a picture earlier, she um, developed this process where it was just between you and divinity. And th- since the 80s, it's been all over the world. Um, they teach classes all over the world. And now online with the pandemic, everything is went online um, and... So it's now become like a worldwide process, but yes, it started in Hawaii. So two
0: people that have issues with each other, instead of throwing rocks at each other's windows, they go through the Harapona Pana process where they forgive each other. Is that how it started? Like basically?
1: Oh, it was a little more um, complex than that. So let's say that your child is sick. And you go to the kahuna and said, oh, my child is sick. And they said, okay, who, who do you have problems with, basically? <laughs> and then they would bring that person in to mediate that problem. And they believe that by resolving those issues that you have with other people, the problems that you were having, like your child being sick, would go away. And that—that that was the the essence of the idea behind traditional whole bonabono. They can go quite deep as well. Anything
0: is connected. Anything gets connected.
1: To right.
0: Does this work on a nation national level as well? Like if one country doesn't like another, there's two oh, yeah. I'm thinking of at the
1: moment. Um, and and that's just between countries. Our thoughts about those countries. Also, have interconnected like every time we hear a name of a certain country, all these memories pop up, all these prejudices, or um, uh, and that's what we get to the cleaning of. We clean, well, if if we believe that we, um, I hope hope what we were created perfect and whole and in the image of divinity. Anything that 's not that that 's not pure love is dirty <laughs> is uh, something that we can clean with
0: is this how one 's own previous ideas preconceptions
1: can alter one 's view of something oh yes, um, certainly so every time we have that something comes up in our in our life in our existence, our brain our subconscious tries to tie it to something that's already known so that it feels safe and it's like, okay, we already know what's going to happen. And those memories that get triggered and they bring in their emotions, and those emotions are what color or shade the experience we're having. And um, so when we say cleaning, we mean when um, we... When we say we clean, it's a petition to divinity to erase that memory or that thought or that belief. So every time we, I, I'm, I'm used to saying cleaning because I'm so ingrained in, into the, but what we mean, it's a petition to divinity. And I'm going to try to keep coming back to that so that um, more people can understand what I'm talking about.
0: Great. Right, okay. Gosh, our um, number of attendees has grown quite remarkably. Now, if anyone has any questions, just type them in the chat section of Zoom. Um, if you're watching this live via Facebook, just type questions underneath the live stream video, and those questions will be forwarded to us. Um, okay, now I believe you have a PowerPoint that you I do. Um, can show us. Of course, let's. And while you're doing that, I'll do this because I feel very envious. Hey you're wearing green and I'm not. <laughs> no, it's not sticking. There you go, it's sticking. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> so Hopuna Puna is about solving problems without knowing what's going on. And I want to start off with um, the story of Dr. Huen, which is my my boss who just passed away in January on January fifteenth. He was um, a clinical psychologist um, in the 80s who, uh, after um, working all over the continental United States, he went back to his hometown of Hawaii um, to become the director of the State Mental Hospital of Hawaii. And while he's in Hawaii, um, through other issues, he um, meets this kahuna. Um, the Kahuna our founder more Nala Alamako and she's a Kahuna Lapao which means healer with her hands healer with hands mm. and she in her in her time she would do the Lomi Lomi massage which is a a famous Hawaiian massage and she was so famous for this massage that she would even have like in her clientele list were like um um former first ladies and um uh, I, I um that would come to she she was in um her office was in the hotel in the Kahala Hotel, which is one of the nicest hotels in 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 um, Waikiki or Honolulu.
0: Right.
1: And so she would heal with this this um um massage, and then um so when Dr. Human met Mona uh, he she ended up solving a problem with for him that he had that one of his daughters had for thirteen years, and she was able to solve it. It was a medical issue, and she was um, able to solve it pretty quickly. So he thought, like, what is this? I gotta learn what she's doing. Like, I've mm-hmm. he obviously had a PhD and lots of. Um, Lots of education behind him, and he thought, like, how is this lady solving problems without n- knowing what's going on? You yeah. know, he went to school for so many years trying to figure out how to solve people's problems, and he comes ac- across Warner, who just doesn't know anything about psychology, or and she's giving advice, and it's working, and people um, are just, you know, life's being changed. So, um he learned this process, he uh, took several classes, the stories that he walked out of several classes because his logical mind wouldn't let him, um, wouldn't let him believe that this is actually possible. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, after years, uh, he started working on the, being being the director of the state hospital, he wasn't an, a hands on psychologist like he never saw patients he never um, because he was he was the director of the hospital, so he started claiming on uh, his patients' um, files. he would get a file and and uh, and ask divinity to erase those. Thoughts or memories or beliefs that he had that were creating his patients. Um, and it's, it's hard for, for, I think, especially for a doctor or someone who's in the profession of helping people to, um, to think that you're creating these problems of other people that are showing up in your ex- existence. But he was able to, to, um, to take 100% responsibility for what was going on. And, and responsibility doesn't mean that it's your fault or that you created, but your ability to respond to something that's going on and we respond with the cleaning, with, with petitioning to divinity to clean it what's inside of us. And eventually, um, I believe there was about 250 inmates in um, the state hospital was for people who had um, either killed, raped, or like just the, the legal, like mentally ill and legal issues. Right. And eventually... Um, and and when he got there, he said that, that it was a very um, toxic situation where there was a, there was a lot of turnaround of staff, a lot of turnaround of 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 um, psychologists, and most of the inmates were either secluded or um, or, or um, sedated. And eventually, and he said that it was so bad that well, the 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 paint wouldn't even stay on the walls. That even the wall, the paint wanted to, like, leave that <laughs> the situation. Um, the plants wouldn't stay alive and, and it's just, it's just uh, and that he noticed that the cleaning was working when plants started like, not dying. So a plant would, would would like revive and he's like oh I guess something's going on and then little by little um, it became a less hectic place to work at um, there was no, no one, um, none of the inmates were in seclusion anymore and so much so that they were going on field trips outside, they were playing volleyball and, and people started kind of like what's going on? It's supposed to be a, a prison and little by little the patients started Leaving, and their uh, cases w- would get resolved, and then they closed the Hawaii State Hospital. It's no longer there, um, and it's just uh, how Dr. Human became um, known, uh, and uh, like the the a lot of th- the entrance story to a lot of people for Ho'oponopono because they see like if. If he could do this with them, you know what can I do? And that was <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It's it's, it's incredible. Um, he is an incredible person. Okay, so shall we start on your your um, your slideshow?
1: Sure. So, um, hope upon is about prom. Solving problems without knowing what's going on. So I kind of touched into this about what is Ho'oponopono and the Hawaiian meaning, meaning to cause to make right and how it was a method for uh, to rectify problems. Uh, self-identity through Ho'oponopono is what our um, um, our founder introduced. And I think the, the name says a lot. It's your your self-identity. And another thing about Hawaiian language is they use, they play on words a lot. So the I in identity, the I in Hawaiian means divinity, but it's also I, like myself. So it's your self-identity of divinity through cleaning, through, through getting rid of all those memories that, that make that get us stuck and this is our founder and to me this is one of the most beautiful quotes that if we can accept that we're the total sum of all past thoughts emotions words deeds and actions and that our present lives and choices are colored or shaded by the memory bank of the past then we can begin to see how a process of correcting or setting right can change our lives our family and our society and um, so this tells me why we want to get to the cleaning. So if we could get to the cleaning of, of all the past emotions and thoughts that we've had, then we could create a better present and future for ourselves.
0: It's very similar to emotional freedom techniques. Tapping, well, kind of. The, the, the concept, the underlying concept. Yes, yes. Wiping the slate clear. Yes. So you don't have the burden of previous experiences, or having to uh, identify things in a certain way um, from what you know from the past. Starting again, it's like you've been you're reborn, and um, allow th- th- magic can happen if you if you do this.
1: And it's also about like it, you know we talk a lot about being in the present and being. Um, uh, in the now or the present but Ho'oponopono has an actual way of doing that you know people tell you like oh you have to be in the present but how <laughs> <laughs> or you have to let go of memories or you have to let go of your past but how <laughs> that is that is the question how do you do that mm-hmm. and 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 to me Ho'oponopono has um, solved that part of it the how yeah. Uh Okay, so I think I'm a So basically, Ho'oponopono Pono is about um, beginning to uh, to know who uh, to appreciate who we really are. Um, we were created in the image of divine of the divinity, and most or all religion religions say that, but we forget we forget all the time. We forget that um, we are perfect already, and not just us, but everything around us is already perfect. And if we're not experiencing as everything as perfect, it's just a memory. It's not. Um, because I also have that logical mind, I like to uh, question, Is this my opinion? Or is this a fact? Or is this an absolute truth? I've found very little absolute truths in the world, and if it's not an absolute truth, it's my opinion. And with my, if and if it's just my opinion, then I can change that, or I could, I can, you know, ask divinity to erase it. Right. Um, we also learn how a problem instead of seeing thinking our problems as. Something tangible in front of us. Uh, we learn that problems are just the effect. Um, the actual cause of a problem is a memory, and and I w- want to do the uh, like link it to to frequency or, or um, um, it's what you're vibrate. A memory is just the vibration you're free or the frequency you're vibrating in. And if we could change that, then what's in front of us can change. Um, also, to just to look at ourselves and the divine creator, uh, we, we've been so used to um, we're, we've been used to having other people answer our questions, having someone else tell us what to do or what's right for us. And through up, you create this this relationship with divinity that you no longer have to look for anything outside of yourself um it's just between you and divinity and divinity has a different relationship with with each and every person that even if i tell you this is right and this works for me 100 percent, that's not going to be right and true for everyone so also dr hulan and morna uh, they never wanted to be gurus. They never, like, that's why he, um, you don't see him in a lot of, uh, he, there's there's a few uh, videos of him, but it was never commercialized. It was never like, let's go on all the talk shows because he didn't want to be a guru. He wanted to teach people how to, for each and every one of us to go to ourselves and listen and learn to listen to to what's inside of us
0: Uh,
1: and that's part of the the self-care that in the the, our inner self-care we've we've learned not to listen to ourselves anymore um we've learned that that the answer is outside we've learned that somebody else has our answers it's either you know a guru or in a book or, or just outside of ourselves and here, it's about remembering, because it's not something. It's not even we learn. It's not something we learn, because it's something we need to remember. Because it was there at one point, we just forgot. Uh, and also to know and appreciate the divine creator and begin to experience love beyond all understanding. Um, I was able to experience that. Uh, and it, and it was it was, it came, was very um, uh, very very subtle during the pa- um, when the pandemic started here in um, in March. So I I do most of the customer service for Zero Wise Espanol in Spanish, and a lot of my customer base, or grand majority, were in Spain or are in Spain. Hmm. So the pandemic hit. Europe a lot faster than it did um, here in the United States, and when I started getting a flood of of you know of of emails talking about the the stress that we're in because of this, this pandemic, and I thought, what can I do? Um, that's that's not teaching because I can't, uh, but but that I can just be there for people. Um, through this through the, the pandemic so we did 40 days of quarantine of just being in gratefulness for an hour we would just go on Facebook live like you're doing now and people would 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 mention things that were grateful and in the beginning it was kind of hard you know in the beginning it was like oh yeah I'm grateful for my family and I'm grateful for my health <laughs> you know all the all the all the all the the normal things that you're grateful. But the more that those, that those days went on, I noticed that my experience of the, of the pandemic was not the same as other people. When other people would, would talk about, you know, the fear they were going through or the stress they were going through. And only for, if only for one hour I was in gratefulness, That changed my whole day and at the end of the the 40 days I changed my whole my whole um, relationship with the pandemic I saw that all the problems that people that were coming up for people with problems that were already there the pandemic just kind of like put the the catalyst uh, made everything faster and made everything stronger so, uh, if it was health problems, they were flaring up. If it was money money problems, those money problems were already there. Those memories were already there. Uh, the memories about death were already there. The memories about um, about health issues were already there. The pandemic just kind of served a, like a spotlight on all the things that we can clean with.
0: Right.
1: Sorry. And and it was just... Uh, I'm sorry you're going back. It was just a beautiful um, way um, that that I was able to see from a different perspective what this love beyond beyond all con- understanding because if I wanted to understand, there was no way that I should feel peace in the middle of a pandemic that's beyond my understanding of how that was happening. Um, and it wasn't just my experience. A lot of people um, would write every day of how different they saw things. And this is just an hour that we did. And imagine if we were, could be an everyday thing to being grateful, um, to be grateful, and be in that that frequency of being grateful. Right. And so let's. So, um, like I explained, uh, one, five questions are very, that were very important for Hawaiians is, who am I? Uh, they wanted to know who they were, and they figured out that they were perfect, and they were created in the image of divinity. Feels um, like a
0: pink block to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, yes. So... <laughs> Yeah, like, they haven't got any any memories of, of living past. They're clean. Yes. From from there, they start collecting the garbage from the outside. You know, all their all their sensations.
1: And we also talk about memories are not just created by us, right? We also accept them from other people, and we also accumulate them from our ancestors, and our relatives, and our family, so a lot of these memories, we're not even aware of, we don't even know where they're coming from, if it was from, you know, past ancestors, now we could get into like the epigenetics of things, and um, now we know that something that happened seven generations ago can affect us, Um, and we lump all that into a memory, you know, we just call it memory, but it could be, um, it could be a belief, you know, if you have your family members saying things like, oh, money is the root of all evil, or, um, and then we wonder why we don't have money, or we don't have that relationship that we wish we would have with money, so another thing is, what is a problem? A problem, we believe our memories are thoughts that, um, and we identify with those thoughts. And they create the story of who we think we are and how we think the world is. So our memories and thoughts create our experience. And I'm going to read you something that Joanne sent me that I thought was very, um, but she, she gave me that analogy also of a race, a race car with, the best machine, um, the best engine that, that you could have, but if your windshield isn't clean, you're not going to get to where you want to be. So, upon is about cleaning that windshield um, thought by thought, memory by memory, until our windshield is clean and we can use that awesome engine that we have to get to wherever we want. Um so it says we are the sum total of our experiences, which is to say that we are burdened by our past. When we experience stress or fear in our lives, if we could look carefully, we would find that it, that the cause is actually a memory. It is the emotions which are tied to these memories which affect us now and continually repeat. The subconscious associates an action or a person in the present with something that happened in the past. When it occurs, emotions are activated and stress is produced, and the same re- um, the same problems repeat throughout our lifetimes. And I, you know, um, it's evident in uh, my life. Um, I have a, a funny story there. So I didn't. When I was a kid, I didn't like being told what to do. Right. I still don't like being told what to do. So it's a very ingrained, deep memory within me. So I thought, oh, um, you know, I don't like my parents telling me what to do. So I was like, okay, when I am when I leave my house and I get married, no one's going to tell me what to do because I'm an adult. So well, I found that when I got married, not only were my own parents telling me what to do, but my in-laws were telling me, trying to tell me what to do too. And then I also found my child... T- telling me what to do. And I thought like, oh, so it's a memory. It's not real you know, it's it's because I have this memory of not wanting to be told what to do that I keep attracting people to try to tell me what to do. And when I when I saw my two year old, I said, Yeah, that's obviously my memory and not anybody else's. And we, and it happens throughout our lifetimes, we just, um, and we think, you know, if I, I could say, oh yeah, the problem is my in-laws, or the problem is my parents, but the problem was the memory. And that memory kept on refer- resurfacing until I got to the cleaning. I, I noticed, Martha, that when were are <clears throat> telling your story, you didn't
0: say your husband was telling you what to do, so your husband was...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you I, like, wouldn't, I wouldn't have chosen someone who tried to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but, but, uh, but my experience was that his parents, you know, are just... Yeah, I think he did try a little bit. <laughs> That didn't. work out for him. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, again, so where are these problems? So we sh- we normally we want to think that the problem is what's in front of us. If it's the a disease or a problem with a relationship or financial lack or even global global crisis. Um, it's a memory within us, and it's so hard, so, so hard to to, to see it, especially when it comes to, like, global crisis. Um, for instance, for a few years, uh, the United States had a president that I wasn't, you know, that I had a lot of memories with. And I would think, what is in me that I'm creating this experience that I'm having with this president? And through a lot of introspection, I I saw how I had a memory that I thought that I knew what was better for other people, and I wanted them to do what I want what I thought was best for them. And so that memory in me was it was replaying outside of myself so i could see it and I was like oh yeah that in me i do that too but but when it's someone that we have a lot of memories with it's kind of hard to do that so it takes a lot of a lot of practice and introspection and being really honest also about like what's going on what are you feeling what are the emotions um and but that's because i like to do it logically like that but you don't have to know what's going on. Like you can just use a cleaning tool and not f- try to figure out what's going on, and it still works that way.
0: It's 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 a sort effect. This memory: um, if you tend to think a certain way, then you su- then you align yourself with news um, outlets which support your existing and builds on that and um, this, this is um, very prevalent now with the age of the internet, um, and it's quite damaging too it, it, it means that people don't have a broad outlook. it also means that it's, it's hard for them to realize that there are the, that, that there, there is a bigger picture out there, and it's not necessarily
1: theirs <laughs> Yeah, that confirmation bias is is yes. Yes. is strong, oh. and we do it. We do, it's not conscious at all. Um, it's it's our subconscious, and and that's why, home, why. don't we work with our subconscious a lot, so we see our subconscious as a child. Yes, and yes. it's a child who's holding our memories. And I think I think uh, Morna was very. Um, astute in this because if it's a child we can't get mad at that subconscious like it's it's there we can't judge we can't you know blame all we have to do is get to the cleaning um, the petition to divinity to to clean whatever is playing in our subconscious and i found in my experience that my subconscious doesn't want to let go of things because it doesn't feel safe Right. So I have to find ways to make my subconscious feel safe so it can let go of those hard-held beliefs that um, are causing problems in my life that are really... Like the being told what to do, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and could you imagine, imagine what kind of uh, relationship I would have with like authority or like any legal stuff or anyway, like, um, because it's it's that same memory that's showing up and it could show up anywhere. Yes. Uh, one of the funny thing, one of the things that that. Um, and the cleaning is so marvelous and so like subtle that you don't. Well, I don't notice in my experience. I don't notice things right away. I don't notice things until I look back and I think like, oh wow, this this used to happen before and it doesn't happen anymore. Um, for example, um, my mother had a has a file cabinet. Of with folders for every for my for my father for myself and for my brother. I mean, we were all living here still. Um, With tickets, speeding tickets, um, uh, whatever, whatever kind of of infractions or. Because at least once or twice a year, one of us, most of us, would have to go to court and go file and pay. And, you know, it's about remembering remembering dates and remember this. And and if you missed your court date, the fines got bigger. So we had folders of, like, okay, you have court date this day. And then um, my mom, maybe like three or four years, she's looking for the folders from the year before and she she can't find the folder she's like what did I do with the folder two years before nothing and she noticed that for like the past two years no one had gotten tickets no one had gotten infractions no one had gotten any kind of legal trouble <laughs> and we're not like a you know we're not Or anything that we're getting in trouble, but it was just like those little infractions, the little speeding tickets, the little, um, and they're gone. I I haven't, I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in like seven years. I'm (laughs) knocking (laughs) on wood. But it's, it's, and that that also happens too when you you bring back up the memory. Like, sometimes you fall back into that. Like, oh yeah, but it's just. Little subtle things that think about your experience from getting multiple tickets every year to not getting any in seven years that's that's a, a shift in in reality well at least to me, but I didn't notice it until we looked back like it took two years for us to notice um, the same thing uh, when they started ho. Um, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm a child of Im- immigrant parents. Um, I'm also an immigrant and I'm also the oldest daughter. And so my job since a young child had was to translate for my family and to basically, um, be their advocate with, for whatever they needed, uh, you know, um, within the English language. Mm-hmm. So, I had a memory of being um, like the hero, or the savior of. But in order for me to be a savior, I had to experience lots of injustices. So every time there was an injustice, I was there. Every time I, I, um, I you know, like in in the. You know, checking out at the store, and someone would—I was just always there. I was um, always aware, always the, on the defensive. And once I started cleaning, I'm not there anymore. I don't—I'm not in in the right place at the right time anymore when it comes to injustices. I'm at the right place in the right time for other things, um, but just not that—that. That, constant um defensiveness i was defensive against the world and i was trying to defend everyone i don't i don't longer have that experience of the world i i'm in a world where um uh, you know like things happen uh, i'm in the world where having uh, where john white from spooky 2 uh, sends me a message I've been a spooky to owner too, so things like that, the synchronicities. Instead of experiencing the defensiveness of the world, now I'm in synchronicities. Right, great. And uh, so, how how do we solve these problems? So it's a process of repentance and forgiveness that starts with the conscious mind making the petition to divinity to warn memories, getting back to zero. So with that, um, I I know in the book from uh, Zero Limits, Dr. Helene explained it as saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me for, I love you, thank you for whatever's going on in me. But, uh, and, and that works, that works beautifully, but it also works with just saying, I love you. Just saying, I love you to your problems changes your relationship that you have with that problem. And changing that, uh, that relationship shifts something. And, um, so, and so the problem's not the problem. The problem is that you think it's a problem. So if you say you love them, you love that. You love your problem. Um, it shifts and you could say I love you to anything um, I had a, a funny experience um, a few weeks ago I was teaching a class and I was you know, telling students how you should talk to your car and talk to your house and tell them thank you and I love you and a student you know st- stood up and they said, like, like, how silly are we that we're going to be talking to everything? Like, I can't, I cannot go around talking to things, and and I heard this little, it's, I heard this little um, voice telling me, you're always talking to us. You're always saying, oh, I don't like that color. Oh, I don't like this traffic. Oh, I don't like that Mercedes. Or oh, you're always talking to things. You're always, you know, have that that um, that mind criticizing or looking, seeing what's wrong with something, or or um, seeing a color and remembering that your mother had a a shirt that color and you didn't like it, and all those memories are always replaying in our subconscious. We're just not conscious of it. Now we're telling you consciously, say "I love you" to all those things that you've subconsciously been um, cursing, or, or angry at, or, or, whatever emotion, other than love, that you've been replaying, so now if we look at our car, and we say, I love you, instead of thinking, like, oh, I need to pay the bill, or I should have gotten a different color, or it's making that noise now, or, now we saying I love you, and that's, changes our relationship with everything,
0: now, one thing I want to ask, you say instead of thinking you don't like the color or you hate it, you say, I love you. So there's the difference between thinking and speaking out loud. You could
1: mentally say, I love you. Okay. You, you don't, it doesn't have to be um, out loud it's better if it's not out loud (laughs) in the beginning Uh, (laughs) because again this is all about us and the relationship we we have with things so uh, and the only person that needs to hear that I love you is yourself and the way you your relationship with things are will change subconsciously in that those subtle um that we don't have to be conscious about because this is about solving problems without knowing what's going on and and then um, again like like mourner or dr Hylen would if you come you know come came with the problem they can actually see things like oh well um oh what was it uh, someone ha- having a problem with like homelessness in their area, right? Oh, there's a lot of homelessness in my area, and then Dr. Human would say something like, "Oh, well, do you know um, how many of your ancestors stole land from people and made them homeless? So now you're having to deal with with that. Uh, but you don't have to know that. It's just uh, if you can claim with that because." it's coming from somewhere. It's not coming from, um, it could be your ancestors. It could be a memory. Now we think we, we're even getting memories from like movies or yeah. things that we, and, um, and in Hawaiian beliefs is that we've lived millions of lifetimes. Uh, so we don't really have to know where this memory came from. We just get to the cleaning of it and say, I love you. Or, we can say, thank you. The same as I love you, uh, you can repeat it mentally again and again, and saying thank you will change your relationship with your problems and getting back to zero. Uh, We talk a lot about zero because it is that, like, stepping back from duality, not good, not bad, but neutral. Mm. And judgment isn't duality, so we're judging what's good, what's right, this is right, this is wrong. And if we could get back to the zero, where anything's possible, where if we're at zero, we're open to inspiration and we're not, no longer, um, playing that right, wrong, good, bad, uh, game. And from from zero, you can get, you could receive inspiration. And another cleaning tool that that I'd like to share with, I'm not sure if you can see the chat on. Uh, can I have? Uh,
0: no. No, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the questions after we've done the PowerPoint power thing.
1: So this blue solar, blue solar water, is another tool that we can gift to your audience, and it's a physical tool that also helps clean these memories that, um, that are stored in your subconscious, and it's uh, you get a blue glass of water, blue glass, I have bottles, I have, uh, around here um, and you just put it out, you fill it up with water, put it out in the sun or in, in, or in under light, and this helps you transmute those memories or those uh, to zero. And so many, uh, a lot of these things. I know it's it's hard to believe that it works. Um, so when I travel, I have, to, especially for too, for teaching classes, I take a little spray bottle. And I was, I was on a taxi ride. Um, In Mexico City, because I was teaching a class in Mexico City, and I had brought my son. My son must have been, like, seven or eight years old. And um, he got stung by something while sitting in in the taxi cab, and his eyes started to swell. Like, the reaction was that fast that his eyes started to swell right away. And I... I grabbed my, my, my purse, the first thing I find is blue solar water in the spray bottle, I, I had a napkin, I sprayed him in the napkin, put it over his eyes, I, 30 seconds, the swimming was gone. So, there's no logical explanation of what, why that worked, but it worked. And then, I told this, to, I told this story in one, of my, in one of my lectures or classes, and then I got an email from a from, uh, From this lady saying that because I told her this story about my son that she started doing it to her son she says she's like 16 years old and he wears glasses so she started putting solar water and a napkin and putting it in his eyes and that um he started complaining that he he stopped using his glasses and he started he lost his glasses or something and he when he found them again he was complaining that he couldn't see right. And she, she thought, like, oh, okay, well, we have to go and get another prescription because, uh, you know, you, your your prescription must have changed. And when she went to the... And she's in the her son's always wearing glasses. And when she went to the optometrist, they were like, oh, he doesn't need glasses anymore. And I don't know how that works. I don't... um I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone, but it's just some of those things that if you're open to uh, to experiment, because hope is a process of doing. You don't have to believe it. It's not a believing process. It's a doing process. So if you don't believe that it works, like just give it a try. Say I love you. You know, for one one day and see if it shifts anything. Say thank you for one day and see if your experience shifts. Um, also do the blue solar water. Pick one thing and just do it and then see if it works. Because mm-hmm. it's not about believing. You don't have to believe. Uh, it's a process of doing. Any questions about the blue water? Or- um, uh, I haven't seen any
0: questions come through and chat with regards to that. But there are there are some questions that we'll be asking well. Um, okay. Soon. Sure.
1: And also strawberries and blueberries. Uh and it, and it's so funny when um when I hear, like, other modalities talking about the benefits of blueberries and blueberries are so great, and we're like, oh, it's so funny, it's a cleaning tool for us. <laughs> um, I was just listening to a, a video on autism and they were saying, like, with blueberries, you can be was like, oh, cool, because it's a cleaning tool. <laughs> so you can um, use it even as jams, jellies, and ice cream. Right. And so our only purpose here on earth is to go back to zero um, our purpose is not to make x amount of money, it's not to um, be successful in whatever way we think it is our purpose is just to go back to divinity and we do that to through um, that constant relationship with divinity and uh, cleaning and the petition which is i love you or thank you or any other, other ways that people um want to uh, connect with divinity and wow. that is it for my presentation wonderful now you're
0: talking about like if, if you want to stop the screen sharing um okay. I'll, I'll um i'll do my screen sharing in a little while, <laughs> hey, everyone about. Hey, we go through some of the questions uh, that were asked? Um, I surprised one of the um, one of the participants from Auckland, New Zealand. Um, okay, now um, Lisa Nicholson asks a very good question. She asks, you know, or well, she states, "I practiced the technique for many years for my daughter with high functioning autism, and she saw wonderful results." But it seems that over time, she would hit a wall, so to speak. Now, is this common? Um, And if it is, um, what can she do to overcome, (sighs) climb over this wall?
1: Well, let me give you an example of, let's say you have a child. And a child makes a mistake, and when they're little, and they're just like, "I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When they're a year old, two years old, you're gonna let it go. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry and they keep doing the same thing. And when you're five years old, you might let it go. Um, but as as you get older, as the same thing as, as you get older with your spiritual practices, that relationship needs to change with divinity. And saying, I'm sorry, but still keep doing this, still having those same memories. Are not going to be as effective as when you were a beginner, and all these, and and I feel I feel like divinity expects more of us. The more, um, uh, the more we mature in that aspect. So, we, for when people hit a wall, you need to change the way that you talk to divinity like maybe um, the introspection part of it more like what's going on um, uh, like we can't say I love you three times a day but then still keep thinking other thoughts the rest of the day and think that that's gonna you know it's it's, it's a whole um, different way of life that that uh That needs to, but again, it's not, it doesn't, it's not like one day to another. It's like you just, um, evolve in the way you clean. And the way I clean now is not the same way I clean in the beginning. It's not the same way that I cleaned two months ago. It's not, um, for example, um, in the beginning, I felt like saying, oh, what's, um, you know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for whatever is inside of me that's causing this problem, right? Because that's that's basically the the setup. But now, but now I feel like my in, my innermost feeling feels like that's very blamey. Like I'm I'm chastising myself for having this inside of me. It, it, and it's all it's not what we're saying, but it's just the feeling of mm. and and my. And my, in, my inner child is saying, like, hey, like it's here. But, um, uh, it just feels very heavy now. And I did that for years. I cleaned that other way for years. And now it's something comes up, and I say thank you, and I say I love you, and I try to be more understanding ex- instead of, like, get this out of me. You know, like, I don't want this inside of me. I don't want this memory. And now I think it's a, a, a lot more... Uh, gracious I'm a lot more gracious with myself in the beginning I wanted to like I just wanted memories to like, I didn't want memories and I ran away from the memories and it was just very like and, and it's changed over time
0: okay okay so um I guess uh, the advice to Lisa will be to try and get back to the basics and um yeah, um, it's it's possible that the, the her blaming herself yeah. for um, her daughter might not be necessarily the approach that works best for her.
1: I think it's about being more gracious um, with herself about the cleaning, also, and um, I, I don't know if any of that. Um, Sounds right for her. Um, I find that a lot of people are very hard on themselves. And uh, being critical of ourselves is the best way to cause more problems. <laughs> um, we need to be uh, loving. And doc- like Dr. Human would say, the best way that you can change the world is by loving yourself.
0: It starts from
1: within. Yeah, we think that we want to change the world, something outside, but if you can just love yourself, that's more than enough.
0: Eve asked a question. She picked me the oh, What about me? She, I, she asked first. She was wondering if you're being physically harmed by an unseen force. Will Ho'oponopono help?
1: Yeah, yes. So Ho'oponopono... Uh, Hawaiians, and and a lot of these things. Um, a lot of people. You don't need to believe. If you believe that there's an unseen force that's harming you, um, who else but divinity can can um, can release you from that? Uh, and again, you don't need to know what's going on. Um, in our Ho'oponopono work, we always include our family ancestors and relatives and ancestors. So, if anything that's, um, if you believe in like karma or if you believe in curses or generational curses or anything like that, all that is included in, in our, in So, yes. Right.
0: Can I share my screen now? Oh, sure. I've got something, I just came across this one. Um, let's
1: have a look. This is something
0: which I came, I, I was a couple of days ago, I came across this news article that was written two days ago. <laughs> and this was quite remarkable because I'm very aware that we've, we're going to discuss her pono her very shortly. And um, this article is um, a CNN news report um, reporting on this woman that had that almost died uh, from the coronavirus. She was pregnant at the time, so the loss of her life would have cost two. And um, she was battling for her life. Um, If you want to, um, for the viewers watching, just make a note of the heading here. The, the, um, The article is titled, A near Death Experience with COVID Changed Her Life. Now, I was reading through, and I, I love stories like this. They're inspirational because um, she overcame something which was um, you know, odds that were staked against her. A doctor told her at one point she had 5% chance of survival. She was very, very um, in a bad state. She was on a ventilator. She didn't want to go to sleep. She felt that if she ever fell asleep, she would never wake up again. Um, when she did fall asleep, she, well, just before she thought it was the end, her world went dark. It's quite a scary story when you read through, and of course you're wondering, gosh, what happened to the child as well, the unborn child. Um, uh, they start talking about angels all around us, and the angels she's talking about are the doctors and the nurses, the, the people, the, the beautiful people, who do all they can to keep her above ground. Um, and I was reading all about this in a prayer for the living. This is what made me really sit on the edge of my seat because I thought this is kind of sounding like hope and, and then um, she texted a friend um, she wanted um, to um, talk with a friend, and um, she wasn 't sure that she was alive or not and, she, and her friend texted back saying you're alive trust me on this <laughs> she had been in a comatose state for 12 days her friend gave her a mantra a hawaiian meditation to chant and quiet her mind and you may know these words martha i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you now at that point in time I did fall off my chair. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is like, we've got a semi coming up in two days' time. And then it seems like this is now suddenly exploding, more and more people are realizing. You know how many people watch CNN, and, and now they've read this article, and they've read that these four very short sentences saved this woman's life. Now, this is something very physical. Um, The woman Dana says, she says, it helped bring my mind, body, and spirit together. Now, one question she cannot answer, she doesn't know why it helped. She doesn't know. Who does know, Martha, really? Really. But by releasing all memories and just going back to the zero state, miracles, you allow miracles to happen instead of preventing them from happening. And maybe this is, you know, we, um, we did seek you out. We headhunted you and uh, <laughs> bothered you and were hoping, hoping, please accept our, our pleas to, um, to come on our show and explain to our audience and spread the word. Um, things are connected more than people realize. And Martha, you and I are connected. And this information which I stumbled on um, wasn't a chance. It, it, it was um, it happened because I allowed it to happen. I didn't think of it being like a factual thing and, and it's going it to be as good as this or as bad as that or anything. I just accept anything that comes in and this came my way. And this is the photo of her with her child now. And isn't it kind of cool to think that Ho'oponopono saved her life and saved the life of a child. And she recognises this and mentioned this to the interviewer. Now, this is a Western news. So they're Western people by nature and and I guess most other cultures as well. They're factual. They like to, and it can't be proven in the laboratory or by double-blind studies with trials. It doesn't, is not real, um, although uh, Dr. Liu Heng with his, uh, with his um, work with the hospital and how they closed it down—that's <laughs> pretty—that's pretty, that's pretty um, proof positive that it does work. But um, it's always hard to prove to someone who who is um, still carrying around the burden of memories. Prove to them that they're, if they released. Um, their memories accepted um, the wisdom of the divine um, and chant, you know, say over and over, I'm sorry, and mean it. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. There's stories that I can tell Martha um, in my um, experience with Pana, I guess we've been doing it for, well, it's over a year. Not very long though, but I've seen changes, um, big changes too. Um, the most recent one is one that I can't announce yet because it's too soon. But it's a, it's a beautiful thing that's happened a week ago and we're just waiting now. Things, miracles just <sighs> happen. And um, I've used Hauponopono, People ask me sometimes to um, put energy into them to help them to heal. I'm not a, I am not don't regard myself as an energy healer or anything, but if I just let anything go, let the universe do the magic. But what I do do is when I put my hand on them, I give those magical four sentences. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And I say it over and over and over and mean it. I don't really know, Martha, what I'm apologising for, but what I do know is that something that I, or in the past, however far back, has happened, has has created um, the opportunity for the disease to be there, and I just want to wrap everything so that natural... Healing can take place, and uh, I can tell you from first hand experience that um, the first few times it's remarkable, after that, you kind of expect it. (laughs) It's like, you know, lovely things happen. When I close seminars, I usually tell people to pass the love forwards. Um, What I think I should add to that is try and what try and erase negative thoughts try and forgive yourself and others try and find yourself back into into the zone i don't know how wide the zone is i think it's quite narrow of bliss happiness you know martha there's always things that happen in our lives that are complicated and for a moment, you're angry, you're upset. Everything that hope, which is blocking the divine from allowing the magic to take place, and things can be stirring up memories of childhood, and um, just uh, and, and things just turn to custard very quickly. You know, meditation is also a good way of just zoning out. But when you connect everything together and you combine. I do meditation. I also do Pāna whilst I meditate, but I do it. I've done it so many times it's subconsciously I can fall asleep whilst doing Pana. It's a, it's a part of me. If I hate somebody, or I hate, or I pass judgment on somebody, that is my problem, and that is hurting me and it's affecting things inside and outside of myself. I've come to realize that if you release it and reach the zero state, you reach that point of happiness where you're back like to when you're a child, where things are new and you don't pre, uh, prejudge things, you just accept things and, and, think, and, and things flow more naturally. Um, there's another new message that's come up. Oh, please stop talking. <laughs> no, well it was um, Now, Lisa is asking, is it true you can change the order of the four sentences? I find it seems to have a slightly different feeling depending on the order, and each situation feels like it has a preferred order. What is your view on that?
1: So my view is that there's no right or wrong way to claim. There is no... It's about your own personal relationship with divinity, and and for some people, saying "I'm sorry" feels very heavy. Yes. Because we have a lot of like religious ideas of guilt, and you don't have to say you're sorry if you're not sorry. You can say thank you. You can say I love you. Um, You can. You can do any of those four parts separately. Also, if I can't say thank you to something, then I can say thank you for reminding me that I still have a lot to clean. <laughs> so it's, it's you just have to feel out what works um, for you. And also, um, in the classes of self-identity through Ho'oponopono, um, we have meditations, we have breathing work, we have physical exercises, we have um, over 72 different tools, like food tools or um, physical tools that we can use for the cleaning. Um, it goes beyond the I love you, thank you, but that's just if you wish to, um, to go that route. But just saying I love you or thank you is, is cleaning and it's getting to those memories. Uh, and feel it out. Even if you you don't feel like saying I love you or thank you, you can say, like, oh, thank you for showing up, so another thing that I need to clean, or thank you for showing up to remind me that there's still so much, so many memories. Um, It's a very personal thing, your relationship with divinity. Uh, And if someone tells you, this is how to do it. This is the what's the only way to do it. Um, you should question that. <laughs>
0: right, yeah, it's different people, different ways. Yes. Um, how can people learn more about how I know.
1: Okay, so um, we have we have a a free article called "Who's in Charge," which basically Dr. Human um. Talks about what I kind of went over about. Uh, it's not the data that because we think that we're making these decisions on our own. We think we're making even even simple decisions as like what to eat. We think like yeah, I have free will to choose what to eat, right? And you'll find that it's mostly memories. We all of our decisions are based on memories. Very very randomly do we get. Actual inspiration, of course, something that's that's not a memory. So, we think we're in charge, but which, really, the memories or inspiration, who's in charge? Uh, and um, you can find it at self dash identity at dash through hope dash dot com. <laughs> it's long. I think the you know I, I think the. the foundation made it difficult to find because one of our our number one um, ideas or ideologies is that we're 100% responsible for everything that shows up in my life. So if someone shows up in my life, I don't tell them, go clean, or you should do this. I say, oh, I want to clean that that's inside of me. That's that's, you know, bringing up this experience with you. But, yeah, I'm going to write it in the chat and...
0: We'll post it under the published video as well, Martha. So people that stumble upon our video in years to come
1: will um, be able to find the way to you. And uh, this is the, the website to the foundation. Um, the foundation is who... Uh, who um trains and instructs instructors on how to teach. Um, there's, I think, over 24 different um, instructors all over the world, and I'm one of them. <laughs> um, but and and there's right now all, a lot of classes online. Also, there's different classes um, in different parts of the world. I think, um, well, I just had my first in-person class in San Francisco. I hadn't had an in-person class in two years. Um, So that was fun. Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) um, it's a different kind of preparation uh, than than a Zoom class. But um, another... For my personally, for Dr. Q-Len, um, I work for ZeroWise.com, which is his personal project, which is these these embracers that remind you to get to the cleaning, and they say, I love you, thank you, in his handwriting, and they are also, um, uh, they're their programmed to help you with the cleaning and remind you to tell yourself, I love you, thank you, and every time I look at my embracers, I remember, yeah. That's what I like to do. <laughs> um,
0: Andrew is asking if you can post the second link that you mentioned for the. Um...
1: Oh, so zero one. And I'm um, I'm in charge of the Spanish, so um, you probably get someone else will be in charge of the English, so it won't be me answering. The the questions, but I, again, I'm very grateful to be here. It's it's um I like I I told John I own a spooky too, so to me it was like synchronicity that I that uh that you reached out. And I was very happy. Well, we're
0: very happy that you accepted our invitation. We're a bit wary, we, we, we knew the book, we knew the procedure and everything, but, yeah, you know, wow, to get one of the experts to, to agree to come online would be uh, more than what we'd expect, but uh, graciously you accepted it, and uh, yeah, I'd like to thank you for um, gifting us your hour and a half to, um, to explain to us what Ho'oponopono is, how it can change your life
1: and and i want I wanna tell you how I link the uh, this spooky too so, so I thought, okay, I could clean and and I clean on things, but I think a machine would be more uh effective keeping me at a at a frequency, and that's what my thought process of like all the stuff that I'm not catching consciously like maybe just beating the f- frequency of 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 love, or might catch all those stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> On, um,
0: you know, um, the, the Chinese culture five thousand years ago, they were using haipanopano yeah. in their way, and almost, almost, exactly word for word translated five thousand years ago. And this really struck me as incredible. Um, there, there is a um, a uh, forgiveness. Um, chant, if you like, which they, you know, 5,000 years, and it was probably w- way before then as well. Now, regards to the equivalent side of um on Friday, we're going to release a product that we've been using for a while, which you yourself would be quite interested in, because it's not just frequencies, because as we're talking, these are it's frequencies, but it's more than that. But I can't give too much information because we haven't formally announced it yet, but um, watch that. And because what we do um, we've been, we, we are associated with some temples and um, different groups um, who are aligned in, in, in the same way as us. And we use this equipment there. I'll keep it vague, but we use okay. our equipment there. Um, but anyway, we're no, not talking about you, yeah, Martha. Thank you so much for coming on to our show and giving us your time and doing all the preparation work beforehand because you created that PowerPoint especially for Sima. So thank you for that.
1: Yes, I, I wanted to create something as as uh, that anyone could understand. And like I, um, I've only ever talked about Hopuru in classes and lectures. Uh, this is my first interview outside of that. So I'm used to talking to people that have the same verbiage as me. And I say, oh, the cleaning and things like that. And I have to remind myself. No, it's it's called, you know, the, the petition to divinity to clean what's inside me that's that's um, causing this experience. And I'm very thankful for that, too, because it really brought me into, like, um, a more basic thing of what Ho'oponopono is to me. And what I've come up with, in in the most basic terms, is being in the presence of divinity by erasing the memories that are keeping me from um, enjoying that. Enjoying that.
0: Great. Okay, well, we will provide links for uh, um, your websites um, under the published video to help people that are watching this video. Thank you for your time. It's been greatly appreciated. I hope Thank that, um, well, I'm sure that our audience will have raised their awareness just a little bit and, and um, hopefully will look further. The, the right people are attracted and um, I can see a higher planet planet becoming more global.
1: Yes, and I see a question about the blue glass bottles. Yes. Um, Any blue glass bottle would do. Even um, some of the most delicious wine comes in a blue glass bottle. You could drink that wine, wash that bottle, and use that. blue. There's no uh, right bottle to do that. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Any any bottle would do. Wow, okay, great. Okay, well, um, thank you again, Martha, and thank you to our audience, too, for um, participating. The questions that came through are excellent questions, um, and they're questions that other people watching this video would have asked themselves. So thank you for your participation. Well, that um, that concludes this week's seminar. There's another seminar coming up on Friday. It's going to be announcing two new products. It's not going to have anything to do with frequency generators. Well, that's new, isn't it? (laughs) And it's perfectly aligned with what Martha has taught us now. Perfectly aligned that way. But watch the space. More will be revealed shortly. Okay. God bless you, everybody. Keep on passing the love forwards. Start thinking what Martha's taught us. Start cleaning, house cleaning, self-cleaning. Get yourself to the zero point and find true happiness and let the miracles happen, albeit for your health, your finances, relationships. You will be very pleasantly surprised, but it all starts at zero. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Hey, Martha, we really it. <laughs> you did. You did such a fantastic job. Thank you. I would have never guessed that you, You're not nervous now, are like you? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> it's tired. I know it takes it out of you. You did a terrific job. Wonderful job. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm... Like, very grateful, uh, and uh, uh, people knew what it was, and, and I'm surprised that's that's always good. And, and your story that you found out was very beautiful, too. Thank you for it that. It was, it really touched me because, um,
0: I mean, the, the coincidence because it's the first time I've ever read anywhere <laughs> <'cause that's laughs> that someone using In and, and this and it's just two days before the summer, so I thought, okay. I'll keep it a secret. I'll give you a surprise. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, and, and this woman claims that pono saved her life. You didn't, uh, you know, it, it was something non-physical. And so if it can do that, then what else it can do?
1: Yeah.
0: What I find, what I have found also is that applying pono, um, it improves relationships with people. Like people that are your enemies or your viewers, your enemies, after your mind change and then finding zero, and then doing the, um, I'm sorry, please, thank you, I love you, repeating over and over with them in your mind, they no longer are enemies. They are people or they might even come on the positive side of the (laughs) the design. You know, they might actually be not too bad after all. So much of memories, so much. Oh, memories are
1: terrible things. <laughs> well, they, they want to be transmitted also. I, I, we don't think that memories are... They want to go back to the light just like we do. So they come, they come up to teach us a lesson and let them go. Um, because if you, a lot of those memories are patterns that we've had throughout our lives that we don't... We don't see them as a, as a memory where we think it's something different popping up when it's just the same memory popping up and it wants to be let go and we just keep pulling on to themselves so. right. and you know Martha there's people that seem to attract bad luck it's not it's, it's it's the thought, it's the memory that you attract bad luck that attracts bad and luck. And then could be something physical, like for a while I was getting a lot of flat tires
0: and, and, and my uh, bicycles and my, my car, and then <laughs> that was me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really, basic, you know, and, and you wouldn't think so, as a logical engineer, you think this is, this is nonsense. You know, the Zero Minutes book, it took me about Two or three months to read the book now I'm a speed reader. I can read a book in about an hour or less. <laughs> easy and the reason it took so long is that oh this is this is rubbish, this is fairyland type stuff, and I put it down again. but the book must have had a little hook in beat <laughs> because uh, <it's>, um, okay <laughs> go a bit further um. I mean, it's good that the book itself was written by um, someone that was, you know, sceptical of the concept of zero limits of hope and so that kind of helped me. But, yes, yeah, so, it just sounded so wacky. But after now, maybe it's two years now we've been doing it. Um, now I can say with confidence that it does big changes. If there's a problem in New Zealand that's something like 12,000 kilometers away from where I am now, I can solve those problems.
1: Yeah. And and the fact that you're taking 100% responsibility for a problem in New Zealand is a reason why you can solve those problems. Because if you think like, oh, that's problem's too big or I can't, then you can't. I'm not part of that problem, but I'm going to try and fix it
0: anyway because I'm a, I am an appliance. <laughs> no, yeah. um, With our devices, um, that the whole um I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. Those four words are exceedingly important. So important, we actually include them inside our products now. Arthur, we write them inside every single product that we sell. I think most products we sell now that we have it. So, people that get the appliances and use them in a a physical way and are totally unaware, they've got a blessing inside their machine. So, quite possibly your generator's got ho pono pono inside it.
1: Oh,
0: ooh. (laughs) I've got to look for it. You've got to unscrew and open that up. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, and it's great that it's not, nothing to do with religion, nothing that crosses over any boundaries, because loving yeah. is in all the religions that I know.
1: Yeah, that's what, I, I, what you were mentioning, the the Chinese um, mantra. I mean, if, if you know, what Jesus came to teach was also about love and forgiveness. Yes, yes. exactly. And we didn't, we didn't really get that um, lesson very well, <laughs> But he, if there was something that he came to teach was lo- love and forgiveness and yeah. uh, whatever we humans uh, t- interpreted as was something totally different. Um, so we, I do believe that um, all cultures around the world have that basic understanding, especially indigenous co- cultures. Um. um Hawaii is such a magical place because their indigenous cultural, spiritual beliefs are still practiced. One of the few places on earth where they're still practiced everywhere. Um, Like talking about the aloha spirit means that everything's alive. Uh, And they see that everything's alive and everything has its own identity, its own, um, like, Energy or spirit.
0: The indigenous people in New Zealand, the Māori, they believe the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um. And, and, uh, so I also mentioned in the self to Throat open classes, we have breathing exercises, we have, um, uh, meditations, physical exercises, uh, inner child work. i um, like, it's such a complete class, uh, that, um, like, for instance, breathing is such, so important for Hawaiians that when, um, White people came. They call them "haole," which means "ha." "Ole" means "without." Without the "ha," or those that don't know how to breathe, or those that don't have the breath of divinity inside them. And uh, they differentiated from their, from you know their, um, their indigenous people have that connection with divinity through their breathing, and we. You know, we've lost it. We forgot how to breathe. So something so, so simple is so important for also for the cleaning.
0: Great. You know, before this seminar, I was, I was thinking that the seminar would be brilliant. I was hoping it would be amazing and it's exceeded expectations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it was really good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, we'll we'll publish the video, we'll put the links that you provided here underneath the video. Are there any other links that we should provide? Um,
1: well, I have a class coming up, but it's just very like, oh, the class, not, not, well, it's, nothing really has a lot of information. We're not an information dense website, uh, but yeah, those, those two should be fine. Those two should be fine. Okay. Yeah.
0: Have a great evening. I guess it's evening your side of town. Have a yes. great evening. Thank but you. Can, thank you once again for coming on our show.
1: Thank
0: you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. There was lovely Martha. Boy, she is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, it is true, actually. I did go on my bended knees and um, asked her to come on our show. Um, she was nervous. Um, when I asked her, because she's never had such a large audience. Um, I explained at that time that the audience are kind of nice people <laughs> and very supportive, and, um, and she agreed. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a wonderful summer. It's also quite um, touching. Um, I've been doing Haripanapane for quite a while, and I do know the benefits. I do certainly um, hope that people try it. Just forget about all the things you're taught at school, university. Just just let everything go and just try it. If you have a problem, it can be a health problem. Let's say um, you yourself have got a, a health condition, a serious health condition, or one of your loved ones. Um, just say the four sentences, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Just repeat it over and over and over and over and over until you fall asleep, say it just when you're going to bed or or just through the day. And you don't need to do anything else. And, And just let positive change take place. I've seen miracles, I've seen people that were on death's bed um, become healthy again. Just from these four simple short sentences, it's, that's, um, it's, it's as simple as that. And it's quite, as uh, Martha was saying, it's aligned with Christianity, what Jesus taught us to love and to forgive. And so there's nothing, nothing to lose, except your disease. Thank you for viewing everyone. Keep on passing the love forwards to your family, loved ones, those you don't love. (laughs) Just pass it forwards. Take care. Bye-bye.